Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip On This. My next guest is Libby Cooper. She's the president and co-founder of the cannabis company, Space Coyote. Prior to Libby's time at Space Coyote, she was the creative director for one of the largest cannabis delivery companies in California called Ease. For those familiar that are working maybe marketing or advertising, being the creative director for a large company like that is no easy feat. During this app, we talk about what her entrepreneurial journey has looked like in the cannabis space, why cannabis is so important to her, Of course, we get into psychedelics, and we even talk about what it would look like from a retail perspective if something like magic mushrooms were available. So this episode is a lot of fun, great for anyone that's interested in listening to what it's like to be an entrepreneur in the cannabis space, who also want to talk a little bit about psychedelics, and yeah, just have some fun with us. Before the episode begins, just a couple quick reminders. If you're not following me on socials, please do so at trip on this underscore pod. Again, that's at trip on this underscore pod for Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and backslash trip on this pod for Facebook. If you are liking this episode and you want to help support me, please send it out to your friends, your family. It is all super helpful for me. And with that, please enjoy my next episode with Libby Cooper. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip on This. My guest today is Libby Cooper. She's the president and co-founder of the cannabis company Space Coyote. On this episode, we're going to be talking all things cannabis, why she's so passionate about it, and what it's like being an entrepreneur in the cannabis space. Libby, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so before we get in, I'd love to learn more about you. Where are you from? What has your journey looked like really up until the birth of Space Coyote? Ooh, so I'm originally from London, mm-hmm. uh, though my parents moved my brother and I over to the San Francisco Bay Area when we were kids. So um, it's funny, I get a lot of, uh, you know, are you from down under <laughs> comments? <laughs> All the time people think I'm Australian, which is totally fine because I think Australians are incredibly sexy and yep, cool. Yep. And, um, so sometimes I'll like, if it's an Uber driver, I totally pretend I'm Australian. But if it's someone that I'm like, oh, I'm going to be friends with them. I, That's I hilarious. Tell the truth. I can, yeah. can kind of hear like, if, if you told me either way, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I've got like, I've got like English second language, you know, are you Swedish? Just, you really? know, that, that whole like thing. That's like, hilarious. Yeah. You can have many different yeah. identities. You could just be like, well, mm-hmm. what do I want to be today? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I, um, I got diagnosed with celiac disease when I was in high school. And mm-hmm. that's actually sort of how I think I fell in love with cannabis. I, mm-hmm. you know, for better or worse, tried weed when I was way too young. And um, I had terrible stomach aches and Mm. sort of chronic pain in my body that was undiagnosed at that point. And I just loved weed. Yeah. And I was, I was that kid that was. What's too young? I I would love to know. Too young in well, I was fourteen. Okay, I was fifteen. I was like, I just want to say, I was like three twelve or okay. No, no. (laughs) they're like, isn't it's crazy? Fourteen, fourteen in high school. 
14 is young, although it's funny because I was 15, like very, very early 15. And I didn't feel like it at the time, but now as like a full grown adult and seeing, I don't know, my niece and nephew or my nephew who's like 14 or 15. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, what was I doing? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, we thought we were so yeah mature yeah. but I I loved I loved smoking weed I never really had an affinity to drinking alcohol I mean underage drinking is like a whole other thing but mm-hmm. um I was um an avid you know athlete mm-hmm. and actually really found that weed helped but I wasn't able to put those things together and I right. you know I didn't have the vocabulary for it I was certainly wasn't talking to my parents about it yeah but I ended up uh, going on to run uh, D1 college track um, wow. and secretly smoked weed the whole time because they're like, we're going to drug test you. It's yeah. going to be random drug testing. Yeah. And I just said, you know, fuck it. I don't care. Wow. Um, do you think still, you like could... medical marijuana was not in my realm? Yeah. Like, do you th- did not. The dots were not connecting. Yeah, I bet. Did you think that do you think you could have even ran without it? Was it was it helping with pain management? I don't think so. Okay. It was helping with appetite stimulation Mm -hmm. and then definitely pain management. um, And I think focus as well. Like I, if I would get into a bad place, I mean, even today I smoke a joint and I'm sort of like back to normal. But what's so interesting having this conversation is Space Coyote, my brand is not medical at all. We are exploring the psychedelic side of cannabis. It's all about self celebrating the stoner mm-hmm. it's not I've sort of like left the medical side to people who are experts I, you know I love having that super high experience and sharing it with friends and mm-hmm. just maybe even going out into nature and having that solo time but yeah, yeah I mean for me weed is about fun even yeah. though my backstory is very much about like how it helped me yeah I think it's both I the way that I feel about what what weed is probably to you is what psychedelics are to me specifically with mushrooms. And it's, you know, I've, I've healed and grown so much from my mushroom experiences, but at the end of the day, I have so much fun on them, but it took, it took a while. And I've mentioned this in other episodes that like I had to kind of work through it because psychedelics obviously do trigger a lot of like deep introspection, but um, yeah, there's, but there's something to say about joy and the celebration of having fun. That is yes, really, definitely. really important. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Space Coyote was founded actually on mushrooms. Oh my, can you just, let's just jump into, like, <laughs> tell, us, tell us about the brand. Tell us about what inspired you. Tell us about your mushroom trip, yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. So it was my now co-founder and I, we were celebrating his birthday in Joshua Tree with a mm-hmm. big group of friends, like 25 friends in 2017. I was working at the cannabis company Ease. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was already in the space as their creative director. And uh, Scott had his own medical device uh, company. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we didn't work together, but gathered a bunch of friends in Joshua Tree Mm -hmm. for his birthday. And it was a meteor shower during the new moon. So optimal, optimal viewing time. Wow. And setting intentions. Yes. And we made a huge batch of mushroom tea mm-hmm. and, you know, didn't force it on anybody. But I think I would say like the majority of people drank it, but mm-hmm. wearing beautiful outfits, traipsing through the desert, 
And uh, I clearly remember I had this embroidered dress on and it got stuck on a cactus and I'm laughing and having such a good time saying like, this is the type of content anthropology wishes that they could capture. It was very much like, it was such like pure joy. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody perched themselves on the boulders and we could hear coyotes yipping in the background. And, you know, we were just the ultimate space coyotes. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we all called each other space coyotes and the name, you know, was sort of born and we still didn't have an idea of quitting our jobs and starting a cannabis company together. But yeah. that name space coyote really stuck out. And over the next 12 months, we talked so much about starting a cannabis company together and mm. finally pulled the trigger at the end of 2018. Wow. That is so exciting. And you, and what a perfect, Mm -hmm. what a perfect background that you had. What a great vantage point from a, a branding perspective, working at ease. And for those listening and watching, it's a, it's a big, what would you call it? Like a distribution company, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's like the largest, I mean, I don't even know if they're the largest anymore, but at the time they were the largest delivery platform for all sorts of different cannabis brands. And I was exposed to so many different brands Mm -hmm. while working there and exposed to so much data that I, I got a lot of insights and that really helped form, you know, what type of product we should be launching. Yeah. Is it, so can you talk more about like, so now that you have that, and it sounds very, I've, I've previewed it and I'll talk to I'll talk to you a little mm-hmm. bit about it but Space Coyote feels like it's also not only does it feel like the right maybe you had like an opportunity right with the market but also just from what it seems like it represents for you guys and from what I'm already hearing can you just talk about like what does the brand mean what does it mean to you? what does it mean to the brand itself and then personally to you so A space coyote is someone who is uniquely themselves and confident and not trying to fit in. And if that means that they're fitting in because they're being authentically themselves, that's amazing. But if, you know, that means that they stick out like a sore thumb in a crowd, that's also amazing. Mm -hmm. It's just a space coyote is truly themselves marching to the beat of their own drum, Mm -hmm. um, as cliche as that sounds. And uh, the brand itself is, it's like your optimistic friend who's always daydreaming. I love you know, that. It's someone, it's someone who you want to be around, you want to have experiences with. Space Coyote the, as a product gives me so many insights and so much happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just what we're really trying to spread into the world and you know, they're super potent. So yeah. I think it's a guaranteed, it's a guaranteed good time. Yeah. It's really funny. So <laughs> speaking of, speaking of really good branding, I'm just going to give you a compliment right now because I was just, I was just on your website and I'm such a lightweight when it comes to weed. Like I, yeah, like I'll eat like five milligrams or something and be very high. Like, well, and- okay. So I also can't eat much Oh, really? Like edibles. It doesn't translate for whatever reason. Yeah. I had to do edibles training back in the day to try and like, because in meetings, sometimes you get handed an edible that's like a hundred milligrams and he didn't want to be like, mm. yeah, um, I've had yeah. that anyway. one time. I remember it was like, a, it was like, I don't know. It was like 37.5. I think I remember the name. It was like a really oh. random and I, and I had yeah. like more than half. I'd say like, mm, like maybe like two thirds. Oh, okay. I was trying to text. And I like my phone, this, my phone was like here, but like the words yeah. were here. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what's happening yeah. to me right now. Yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, coming back to when I was looking at that. And so, you know, I'm, I'm my, I have to like ease into just basically my weed. I was on your, on your website though. And I'm looking at the poolside packs and immediately just from a pure branding standpoint, like the miniature size, there's like a little five pack by the pool, listening to disco. I was like, this is, if I've never seen like brand, a brand speak to me personally, that's what it did. Cause like for me in yeah. LA, I'm like, you know, a little haze by the pool has always uh-huh. been like, that's an ideal way to spend like a Sunday to me. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Really just Thank you. doing a great job with your branding. Thank you. Also that, um, that collaboration is very dear to my heart because Poolside is one of my favorite bands. And uh, one thing that we love to do at Space Coyote is support up and coming artists. Mm-hmm. Now Poolside is not up and coming, but we always have an artist that we're either sponsoring or commissioning a piece from or doing a monthly retainer with. And then, you know, I almost felt like the up and coming artist working with Poolside. I was like, oh, I'm fulfilling my own dreams. Yeah. So that was that was really nice. That's really cool. Fun. When you say yeah. that you're exploring the psychedelic side of cannabis, do you mean that literally or is that also uh, figuratively for you as a brand? I think it's literally because of the potency. You know, mm-hmm. we, we say that every single one of our joints is always delicious and always potent. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of our joints are clocking in over 30% THC. Mm-hmm. And it is that combination of extract infused with the flower mm-hmm. that creates that experience. But if I were to graph it out, it's, you know, a, taking a dab is very much like a roller coaster ride you like suddenly get high and then you suddenly aren't high and it's just like i've never Um, dabbed so it's good to know that's that's sort of what it's like got Uh, got it i imagine it's like smoking a joint condensed into a little space and so you have much more of this like peak Uh, okay Um, and so if you put uh an extract infused into a joint, you get that peak, but then the flower sustains you at that top high level. So what we're doing is creating like a super high high, and Mm -hmm. then you don't, you know, need another dab because that flower has sort of like made you stoned for a couple hours. So um, I, I think the psychedelic side of cannabis is, something that people sort of going back to that medical conversation, people have shied away from, Yeah, you know, low dose, like very safe, very medicinal Mm -hmm. is how we had to get out of the stigma. And Mm -hmm. so it it had to come first, Yeah, but I, I, I put weed and mushrooms in the same category, you know, obviously mushrooms are going to give you much more of a, you know, psychedelic trip and like a lot more reflection and Mm -hmm. you know things maybe harder things are going to be brought Mm -hmm. to the surface Mm -hmm. but you can really push weed to that level but it's Mm -hmm. about you know doing it responsibly but also yet taking in a lot of THC yeah yeah no I I definitely hear you on that I'm just curious like for those I want to ask also just about like what it, what it takes being an entrepreneur, but, but while we're just on the topic of flour and concentrates, like what is the process of like, how do you make product? Like, do you go and taste test and try things? And are you part of the R is it R and D? Is that the right? R and D. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. yeah. 
Yeah. So um, we, my team, uh, mm -hmm. myself included, uh, we do all the R and D taste testing. Um, we are not growers, so we're not cultivators. Mm -hmm. We really believe in working with experts in every area of the supply chain, yep. and that makes it so our business is always cash flow positive and basically just like a successful, viable business. Yeah. Um, growing, growing weed. I've done a home grow. And it is so difficult and involved. Right. And I was so proud of my little babies that produced, <laughs> you know, like half a pound, half a pound per plant, which is for a home grow, amazing. Yeah. Um, but it it's you put in so much time and love and stress and yeah. uh, you know, if it's outdoor, you're exposed to the elements. If it's indoor, you have to put so much money into mm -hmm. what's actually fueling those plants and the lights. So I really, really respect cultivators, but mm -hmm. yeah, when it comes down to actually making a space coyote, what we're doing is we're choosing strains, flower strains that are, you know, either exotic strains mm. or really high potency strains. We're putting in actual flower that you would buy in an eighth jar you know we're yeah. not putting in trim we're not putting any of the junk which traditionally was what pre-rolls were made with oh, okay but i just wanted to make a joint that i wanted to smoke yeah and and quality premium quality is so important to me mm -hmm. that we're putting that like high grade flour into these yeah. joints yeah and so we take a strain and um you know find that strain that we love yeah. And we pair it with an extract. So it's actually a flavor pairing mm -hmm. to make sure that it is going to taste really delicious and also be a really smooth smoke. So we do infusions with hash, uh, live resin and diamonds, which mm -hmm. are essentially it's THCA, which is THC in pure acid form, mm -hmm. which actually is a stable crystal. Wow. Kind of, it looks like a hard drug. I don't know. If really? Really? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. I, I once went through airport security with a little jar of THCA, you know, aka yeah. these diamonds, and yeah. I was just like, hope this doesn't look like meth. That is so of, funny. Know, would you even be able yeah. to carry, I mean, I, no, I, would it matter either way? Like if they, <laughs> if they had it, if you had it? Well, no. So, I mean, especially flying in California, you can, you can fly with weed. Um, oh, you can, said, you know, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. I'm going to add that to the list. I'm just kidding. Crossing so, state lines is another, another subject, but yeah, in, in California. Okay. 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 Good to know. Good to know. So I would love to just know about the entrepreneurial journey. First, is this your first company that you have started? This is my first company, though it's not my co-founder's first company. It's okay. the second company. How has yeah. that been for you? I'm sure I'm, if there are people that are interested in becoming entrepreneurs at one point in the cannabis space, obviously it's still growing. You know, what has that journey been for you? What are some of the unique challenges, opportunities that you've just found that have been kind of eye-opening for you? It has been surprisingly smooth. I was going to say easy and then I... <laughs> don't want to think to myself. I need to knock on, knock on some wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we've been welcomed with open arms, which has been incredible. MedMen was one of our first accounts wow. that we, we landed. That's a huge um, one. Huge account. Huge. Yeah. And so, yeah. so we've been, we've been around for just over two years 
And uh, what was really interesting was that Scott and I launched the company wanting it to always be remote. Mm -hmm. And that was at the time sort of a novel idea because COVID hadn't hit. It was, you know, a full, full year and a half before, before COVID. So the rest of the world has caught up, but yeah, we launched on a Friday and mm-hmm. then I moved to Hawaii on the Saturday, literally like the next day. It was, the plan was always to have an entirely remote company, but have the accessibility of flying to whichever location sure. was needed. But I do think my previous experience in the cannabis industry helped. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a lot of connections to different dispensaries, different sure. extract companies, you know, it, it does lend itself. Yeah, well, to it, it lined making up. a bit of an easy, easy entry. Yeah. But it's still, um, it's still look uh, as somebody who was like just starting to like do my own thing. It's still, even though it might, you might, it just was perfectly lined up so that you could take that next step. It sounds like, yeah. and, and to yeah. even, and to give yourself obviously the flexibility. And it sounds like to me, if you guys already were having a, um, not having an office, I'm sorry, remote. I was like, what's the word? Yeah. That having, being able to work from anywhere you wanted was a big part of the decision that you guys wanted to create for yourself. And I think that's just, it's cool that, yeah, you took a lot of like your training. And obviously if you were the, the, you said the director of marketing or creative marketing? Creative director. Creative director. That's a, that's a giant, that's you already were doing obviously amazing work for a very yeah. big company because the creative director is, yeah. I worked at that agency. So yeah. very, very yeah. high. And that's just impressive. Yeah. And it's cool that you're like, all right, time for the next step. Yeah. I, I, um, thank you. I definitely, you know, had something weird in my brain, especially in my, you know, young twenties and mid twenties, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do this. And like, no, nothing could stand in my way. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm about to turn uh, 30 in a couple months now and I'm just like who was I like how how did I even get those jobs I just sort of walked into interviews and I was like you can give me this Um, and it was I think I owe it a lot to my parents like especially my dad was always like you're gonna be a you know a founder one day and Mm. you know you're an entrepreneur and I I always was like, no, I'm an artist. And, you know, yeah, gave, gave a lot of sass. And, um, you know, it, when it came down to it, I think parents can really recognize something in kids. Yeah. And he, you know, he was right. They would, well, my mom as well, they were totally right. And it is, I mean, I commend you. It's incredible being your own boss. It's the best. Yeah, it's really, it's really nice. It's like, no, you, you have to show up every day and do work. Cause also not just cause you have to, cause you want to, but that, you know, yes. I've always, I very similarly, I did not have an entrepreneurial spirit. I just, yeah, yeah. you know, I was in marketing and like, I was like, yeah, I was very much um, like work to live kind of, yes. kind of vibe. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, honestly back to psychedelics, that broke down. I think that must have been in hindsight, because I didn't know that then in hindsight, that was a fear response to just not thinking I was like, had it just not thinking I was, you know, good enough or had the drive or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I get the the truth is I'm like, well, yeah, because I didn't know what I wanted to do until I found the thing. And I think it it was a perfect storm of uh, self-development and psychedelics and, mm-hmm. um, spirituality and yeah, just breaking down conditioning. And then 
you know, there's a few little things that kind of led to the spark of this, but then I was just like, this is the thing I want to work day in and day and night Amazing. for. And so it's just nice when like, when you've got that, when you finally find it, when you're finally a space coyote and you're like, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to follow this now. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So let's go into, uh, so, so everyone knows, like I read an article first and I'm going to post it because it's really, really well written. Is it Dyline or D-Line? Yeah, Dyline. Dyline. Okay. So. Which, which Dyline was something when I was in uh, college, I had a design professor um, always make us read Dyline. So mm-hmm. um, when I got the opportunity to write a couple articles for them, I, I was just like, oh, you know, I was reading this at 18. It was so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Full circle. So I'd love to talk about it. It's a, for everybody, for everybody listening and watching, it's an article actually about psychedelics and Mm -hmm. how designers and brands could even think about bringing forward basically the essence, right, of the psychedelic experience and how to showcase showcase that from a brand perspective. Let's just start with, I'm going to just kind of put back some of the questions that you answer, just so we could just have a discussion about it here, because it is a lot of really good nuggets in there that I thought was very helpful for me as well, actually, because I'm, I have right. a, I'm going to be doing some merch and things. Oh, I was like, yeah, that's, that's really, and that's smart. Yeah. But what is, okay. So what is the psychedelic experience to you? Let's just think like very broad right now. Yeah. The psychedelic experience to me doesn't necessarily mean that you have to ingest something mm-hmm. that makes your brain trip. Mm-hmm. I think you can have a psychedelic experience you know, in what we would call a quote unquote, a sober state. Right. But I think it's, it's when your brain goes into either hyperdrive or flow state or mm-hmm. maybe childlike wonder where you're experiencing a pure emotion or a pure feeling that mm-hmm. makes you think outside of what you normally think in your everyday life. Yeah. Um, I, I often look at two-year-olds and I think oh my god are they just like essentially on mushrooms all the time because they're experiencing things for the first time you know taking things in and remembering and learning for the very first time and I think we can get into that state as adults and a lot of us do use plants and certain chemicals to essentially trick ourselves or cheat us cheat our way there Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing I I like to do Uh, before doing any sort of graphic design work is I'll listen to one song on repeat and dance, move my body Mm and, you know, sort of like unusual ways. And by listening to that song, usually around five plays in a row, I actually like trick myself into this weird state where I can create from a, a really authentic place that I'm not copying anything. I'm not you know, doing something that is based on inspiration that I've seen. It's really coming from a, a pure place. I'm going to try that. What do you, I have never yeah. heard that in my maybe life. Maybe it's a hack. I don't know if it's a hack for just myself, but it, maybe it's Okay, a well, I, I get up and dance every <laughs> single morning just to get like new yeah. energy flowing. So I'm just yeah. going to like put on, I, there's so, I am like a 13 year old girl when it comes to like my favorite song. I still play yeah. it like too much. So this is probably a treat for me. just to be like yeah "Yeah, it's part of my creative process I have to play this song five times now now I have an excuse for it all right so on the psychedelic side okay two things is in a perfect world is there ever space coyote magic mushrooms for retail yes yes perfect excellent that's uh (laughs) that's the first bit you you know what's happening here yeah 
So, yeah. you know, I don't know how the language is ever going to be connected, but yeah. I'm very much seeing it as like, there's the Space Coyote parent brand, and then we can have Space Coyote cannabis, we can have Space Coyote psychedelics. Mm -hmm. And then um, pre-COVID, we were very much doing Space Coyote events. And those were mind-blowing, psychedelic-focused events where we would, you know, we would have, you know, a party at a museum and you'd open a closet and it was a tiny closet, but there would be an aerialist like hanging from the ceiling doing crazy shit. You'd be like, whoa, and shut the door things like that. So we've done a lot of like very interesting out there immersive events. Yeah. Um, Was that, did you find that that was a really important part of your marketing strategy in the beginning? Huge. Oh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because experiential Um, marketing to me is just where it's it's at. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to bring in like the mushroom and psychedelic side of that mm-hmm. when the time is right, when we legally can, but because we are, you know, a legal cannabis company, we have to be so careful. Yeah. And I think a lot of people made a lot of money in the gray area of cannabis before it was uh, legal. And, you know, even yeah. now people are still yeah making money there. And I, I almost, you know, uh, think, you know, it, if I wanted to do something with mushrooms or psychedelics now, mm-hmm. I I could not be associated with space coyote. Yeah. So I'm doing much more like strategy and sort of waiting to see what happens, having conversations, encouraging people to go out there and start things. But yeah, um, that's smart. And look, I think, I think we're a long ways away actually from if we, if we actually ever get to a place where uh, I, there's possession I think that we're going to be yep. like possession of psychedelics. We're seeing that in California with the new bill. It hasn't been voted in yet, but basically it's, it, it legalizes the possession of all psychedelics. The day where you can actually walk in and get a mushroom chocolate though, probably, probably a while. I would be, it would be amazing if we get to that place, yeah. but yeah, there would need to be just, if there's not already a lot of education around cannabis, the amount mm-hmm. of education and literature around yeah yeah psychedelics would be pretty extensive so who yeah. knows i'll just you know continue to i have a question yeah i have a question for you i would love to know so it. um thinking of you know uh mushrooms in more of like an entrepreneurial space also just like thinking of it as a consumer packaged good yeah you know space coyote to me is very obvious it's you know, it's a, a smokable joint. We want people to smoke all the time. I'm smoking joints all the yeah. time. And that's sort of like par for the course. It's accepted and it's, it's yeah. good. Yeah. Now, when it comes to mushrooms, my own mushroom use and psychedelic use, you know, I have microdosed in the past for like four five days in a row Mm -hmm. and then said okay that's good for my microdosing for the year I then will do like a bigger more like a heroic dose two to four times a year Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it you know I've I've done a DMT ceremony you know I've done different ceremonies and it's very much like intentional usage yeah it's challenging to think about like okay I, I want to be in the consumer packaged good world of magic mushrooms, yeah. but I don't actually want to encourage people to be just like taking a chocolate yeah. on the weekends 
instead of drinking a beer. Whereas with, with uh, cannabis, I'm very much like, oh yeah, stop, you know, go Cali sober, like stop drinking, just stop smoking joints. Like, yeah. oh, I only smoke space currencies. Like it's yeah. very easy for me to just be like, use, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, smoke that weed. But it's, it's very much in my uh, like values when it comes to being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. that if I'm going to start a product or be part of something, mm-hmm. it has to be a viable business. It has to be financially yeah. stable and it has to be profitable. And when you're actually encouraging like safe and responsible psychedelic use mm-hmm. when it comes to mushrooms, that's like, oh, just buy a product a couple times a year. Yeah. You that would- it's so niche. Yeah, it's it's really, really, really good points all the way around. What I would say is the vibe, what I can see being also just the easiest to make happen and from a viable product standpoint is to make it around like microdosing, right? Like it, more right. like a microdose mm-hmm. where it can be a little bit uh, more often, I guess, where whether it's yeah. part of a regiment, yeah. right? Like a supplement. Yeah. Or um, just like little mini doses where you kind of feel it, but it it aids instead of instead of alcohol, right? Like if it's like it's more right. of a, it's not like a full trip. The full trip experience. Look, I think it's going to be just difficult in general because psychedelics aren't for everyone. You know, like yeah. they're, they're just they're not. So I think just especially for like a big trip, right? It, that's usually mm-hmm. where it's not it's not the micro doses that I think. People are, you know, if you're if you're bipolar or you've got certain types of uh, mental health conditions, there's 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 a few there's a few you know there's a there's a group that just should not take it just in case that it can yeah. kind of flip things yeah. on the other side. So because of that, I think it's always going to be tougher on a on that kind of commercial level and knowing how yep. how one sets it up maybe in like a retreat center kind of situation where it is yeah. much more of like a, a controlled environment and you've got mm-hmm. shamans or, you know, trip sitters and yep. people that, and you, and you sign things and you know that like, mm-hmm. this might not be that much fun or it might be amazing and, and kind of creating environments. The, but yeah, if it's just going to yeah. be like a, a pure retail, probably as like a microdose where it's very subtle very subtle yeah. in terms of like, yeah, that business plan. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly where my mind is at too. And it's really good to hear your opinion on it. And that's why I think it's like that event, you know, more of that like immersive event, like a once or twice a year thing that you can go to when it's small, you know, like 40 yeah. people max, but it's, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I mean, sort of relating back to that Dyline article that I wrote, yeah. it's, you know, we're stepping into the unknown here. I, I wrote that from very much the perspective of design and branding, but yeah. also we could tie in marketing. We could tie in product development here because I think we'd all love to be able to walk into the store and buy, you know, a chocolate that's a full gram. Yeah. I just don't like, you know, there's also a piece of me that's like, oh, what if people buy that too often? You know, what if we're promoting something that we actually don't want to. Well, so I, I guess, we, luckily we all have a couple of years, I think, to figure this out. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think there's a recommended, but look, I, I think it comes down to, there's no actual like physical harm, right? Like, yeah, yep. sure. Like people shouldn't be tripping every day, but at the end of the day, it's not, 
that, look, I'm not a scientist. So I won't say this with a with 100%, <laughs> but like it is supposed to be the safest, right? Like yeah. on the list. Yeah. And yeah. if you think about alcohol, people shouldn't be going in and buying, people can go in and buy a fifth of vodka every day and drink it and just be oh, people, The fact that people can go into Costco and buy- Handles. Yeah handles of alcohol yeah, which is like yeah. the, the most dangerous drug and yeah. and and we don't have you know we say drink responsibly and and then we let adults yeah. decide for themselves ultimately yeah. and look yeah. what i would say about like a larger mushroom trip if you've never had a mushroom trip and you had a large dose mushroom trip i can almost i'd say nine times out of ten you're not running back the next weekend or the next day a lot of times it takes unpacking like what the fuck just happened to you because yeah especially for that first time it's a lot if you take like a i'm not even gonna say heroic but like a like if you have a half an eighth of mushrooms yeah you never yeah. had mushrooms before yeah it's gonna be a, a, a very big experience it's probably gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be illuminating and maybe exhausting and emotional and so i think the nature of mushrooms they're not addictive like that. And so I think with that in mind, it's like, yes, here's kind of, we'd recommend like maybe not, it's going to lose potency at the end of the day is really Mm -hmm. what's going to happen is it's just going to lose its, its potency. And yeah. And do you want to be in like a trip state all the time? It's not exactly as social as like a, like a drink, for instance, if you're going out. So that's what I would say about it from, from, Mm -hmm. look, I'm actually just personally like giving up drinking a little bit right now like every Mm. like it just is not vibing with me and and also also cutting down on mushrooms too and just being like cut can you just like chill and just be and be (laughs) out a little bit but but yeah just kind of focusing in because of like honestly like that's part of the health aspect and yeah from just like a vibration level like just I feel like I'm I'm receiving more I don't know like truth and things that are like genuinely Mm. helping me in my life um, mm-hmm. as opposed to when I'm like drinking, which couldn't be fun. Like I have no problem with drinking. I just want to say that none, just for me personally. I'm like, I don't feel my best though after, Yeah, you know, I just right. feel a little depleted and tired, you know? And so yeah. not to say like, let's just, let's just push mushrooms and cannabis. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say, this is a fun fact that uh, not a lot of people know, but our incorporated company is land seal development so on all of our documents legal documents it mm-hmm. says lsd inc oh really just it's yeah. okay it's just a matter of time guys just, just well i don't fun. i don't know if lsd is <laughs> i feel like that one's probably <laughs> well the i i don't i am such a you know you talking about you know the health aspect and all natural mm-hmm. like i'm such an all natural advocate uh i really found that passion through learning about Ayurveda and studying Ayurveda. So mm. I myself am very much in the like mushroom camp. Yeah. It's uh I think every every aspect of sort of like playing a joke or being a bit cheeky mm-hmm. uh with these things, I think it's so much fun. So yeah. I just wanted to say that tidbit because incorporating a company and having it as LSE was yeah. Was yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah. No, that's perfect. That just you just reminded me. You just reminded me of the whole cheeky thing in your article. Just the yeah. one piece was um, when you said stay away from cynicism. I was thinking yeah. like yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Like there, for those who have had a psychedelic experience, there's nothing. There's nothing um, trivial about the experience. And yeah. so I really loved that, but it, but, it, but then I thought, but I love the playful aspect because that is yep. what it brings out of me is like cheeky mm-hmm. play, like that mm-hmm. kind of like wink 
Like, it yes. like you know, it's just all kind of, yeah. and I just said, I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a perfect, it can, it can wink, but not, yeah, not be like, you know, put, putting it down or any, mm-hmm. it just, that doesn't, it's so against the, I guess not, I'm sure there's people that trip that are very cynical, but <laughs> yeah. from a brand perspective, I think, um, yeah. I think we just need more love and positivity in the world anyway. Yeah, so exactly. Libby, I've had so much fun talking to you. Thank you. You too. This I can't, is great. I can't wait to find, okay, so before before we go, where can people find Space Coyote? So you can find Space Coyote at our website. It's spacecoyote.org. Um, we also have an Instagram at Space Coyote and uh, a Facebook as well. Perfect. So, uh, reach out. Uh, one of the team will definitely respond. And you can find me on Instagram at Libby Pupa. I love it. Thank you so much. Again, can't wait to go try it. I'm sure I'll have one puff and be on the moon, but uh, let you know how it is. (laughs) And for everybody watching and listening, as always, trip on this.